0: Squad. Welcome into another episode of the Fast Break Podcast, and I'm here with Grant Mitchell and Jack Foster. But before we really get into this, we've got some breaking news. We've got a Woj bomb well the woes bomb was really yesterday but the James Harden for Ben Simmons trade is definitely the story of the trade deadline this is going to be the trade deadline and all-star weekend episode but you know first the, the biggest trade of the weekend was definitely the Harden for Simmons so we got James Harden from the Nets going to the 76ers along with Paul Millsap but he's kind of the throw away at the deal i mean he's he'll help them a little bit but you know obviously it's mostly about harden and then we also have going from the 76ers to the nets ben simmons seth curry andre drummond and
1: two first round picks what you guys thinking about this trade well you said it perfectly um the sixers basically just gave up seth curry and andre drummond because ben simmons was just sitting there uh Mm -hmm. eating up team morale and uh, everything else. I mean, getting rid of him was a, was a plus. But uh, this was fantastic for the Sixers. I mean, we talked about it off air, but it's great for both teams because the Nets needed some some more help on the defensive front, and it's going to allow Ben Simmons to step in and uh, you know not have to be a shooter. You, uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant, and some of the other guys are going to be able to step out there and carry the offensive load. And Ben Simmons just stand there, pass the ball, play defense, but the Sixers, I think this helps them a lot more because you add James Harden, an amazing shooter to this group, and I feel like that's honestly what they were missing. Uh, You've got an incredible season from Embiid this year. Uh, Tobias Harris is doing a little bit of everything as per usual, and then you throw Harden in here with some great passing, and again, incredible scoring, prolific Hall of Fame scoring. I think this team easily moves... Uh, into uh, top three conversation, top two conversation for the East. I mean, they're for the end of the season, I think these guys really made themselves a lot more of a contender than before this trade.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the Nets got a lot. On paper, it looks like they won the deal, but, you know, it depends on how you look at it. You know, like I said, Brooklyn got a good end, but... You know, and especially if Simmons gets his head out of his butt because yeah, <laughs> he's just been a head case all year. But, you know, Philly has been either the one or two seed all season with just basically an empty roster spot. So, basically, they traded two picks, Seth Curry and Drummond, for James Harden and Millsap. When you look at it that way, I, I really do think Philly won the trade. Now, originally, I, I thought the Nets won, but I thought about it, and I think Philly won the trade. They're going to get... They're going to exact more potential out of Harden than I think the Nets will out
0: So I think the main thing for this is I think they saw the way that Embiid is playing, like leading the league in scoring, MVP level, and they're like, we can't waste this, Yeah. right? Yeah. So that's why, that's why this trade happened. It's like, we can't waste Embiid playing like this. We got to get him another star because you got to at least have two guys to win a championship in, like, today's NBA. Like, you got to at least have two guys. And I think James Harden is that second guy. Now, this is what I'll say. I think both teams are better today after the trade. Yes. Okay. So I think yeah. I, I like. I think it helps both teams. I I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say who won because I feel like they both won in different ways. I think the Nets are going to end up being better, but just because they're sitting at eight right now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know, I know. But it's uh, it, it all standpoint. depends on Kyrie. Yeah. It yeah. all depends on Kyrie. If Kyrie either gets the vaccine or they lift the mandate and he can play at home. Yeah. Then I think that changes everything because if you throw Ben Simmons in there, you have Kyrie, even
2: though KD is hurt, those two is is at least a little bit better than what they have now. Do you think Curry and Drummond were on the table to begin with or do you think the Nets just really tried to, you know, so, get more? Like like what was the original offer here? We know that the Nets
0: wanted Tyrese Maxey, which the Sixers were like, basically, no, because he's been playing great for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, Curry was like, if we can't get Maxi, we get Curry. And they're more willing to give up Curry because, I mean, you know, they still have, like, Danny Green. Danny Green's not as good of a shooter as Curry, obviously. But it's like they can make up what Seth Curry does with other players. But I don't think they can make up, like,
1: Tyrese Maxi's speed, his ability to get yeah. to the basket, and all that kind of stuff. And namely, Namely, James Harden's going to make that up because he's – Seth Curry was basically playing that spot that Harden's going to slide right into. I mean, 34.8 minutes a game. Uh, I mean, to me, this is just a clear win for the Sixers. And I'm biased just because I have jumped onto the Ben Simmons hate train. (laughs) I really have uh, just the repeated, uh, and you said it perfectly, Jack, just him being a head case all season long. It's hard to like him. It's really hard to to be on his side with everything, and especially uh, inside the NBA, Shaq saying that uh, uh, Ben Simmons DM'd him And uh, he couldn't repeat what was said on air. So I mean, it's just it's ridiculous.
2: Does this make him better? Like, will he rebound and actually play?
1: I think his reputation's
2: damaged for sure.
0: Okay, his a little bit, but I think you have to look at it. So I've thought about this a lot because I decided to kind of look at it from Ben Simmons' point of view. Yeah, and you look at it after, you know, after the playoffs, they threw him under the bus. Now deservedly so because he played horrible right but then you had you know Joel Embiid basically blamed it all on Simmons right and Joel Embiid has not been like he's not they don't they don't get along and I think that's the main problem Mm -hmm. so I don't know I think that he's going to be better with the Nets because KD and Simmons and Kyrie I feel like they all are kind of like not like they're not Kyrie and KD aren't divas the way that kind of Ben Simmons has been a little bit. Yeah, but they all kind of have that same kind of mentality. I feel like, and I yeah. feel like they're gonna be fine.
1: And they're very complementary to each other in terms yeah. of style of play.
0: I, and the big thing is that Simmons doesn't have to take on a huge offensive role, like in terms of scoring. Are I they think, gonna play that? Uh, I probably power forward and let them, yeah. you know, facilitate. Yeah. I mean, there is a world where they play him at point guard and he just passes but I think they'll let Kyrie run point instead because I think that would make more sense and you know on defense he's going to be guarding power forwards and centers like well yeah. he can really guard anybody I think that's that's the main thing is he can guard anybody on the court because he was guarding Trey Young last year in the playoffs even though they lost it was like he can guard anybody so uh, that, that's going to make them a lot better because that's really what the Nets need to is defense
1: yeah and plus on those on those games where uh, Kyrie can't play because of mandates throughout whatever state they're playing in, they can just do a swap between Ben Simmons and Patty Mills at that one spot. And that'll, That's be, true. that'll be a pretty tough look for teams to try and adjust for because you got to make those quick adjustments. Team starts burning timeouts and strategic advantage definitely for the Nets. But, I mean, this was a huge trade uh, waiting on that Simmons move for
2: a while. Yeah. Um, and Harden won it out of Brooklyn. I mean, he gets what he wants to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know if you guys saw any of the all-star draft the all-star draft was really funny because it happened like right after the trade deadline <laughs> So it was it came down to uh, it was KD and lebron were making the picks And you could tell lebron was kind of like kind of troll KD a little bit And it came down and it was KD He had the last pick and it was rudy gobert and james harden <laughs> and KD was like, you know, I really need some size on this team. They got Giannis and LeBron over on the other team. I'm going to take Rudy Gobert <laughs> and everybody. And I was like, yeah, you need that interior defense for the All-Star game. Everybody knows that. So <laughs> I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, kind of moving on, the other deal that I thought was the biggest like on-trade Deadline day was actually the Kristaps Porzingis to your Washington Wizards.
1: I'm sorry, what team again? Who,
0: Who? <laughs> your your Washington That's Wizards? That's right.
1: Grant. That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, this was this was an amazing trade for the Wizards, and I think he fits in perfectly. Uh, whatever happens with Bradley Beal, one, it's unfortunate he's out for the rest of the season. Two, I don't know what's happening moving forward with him. Uh, but Kristaps Porzingis is exactly the player that they needed for this specific team because they've brought back this team basketball mentality. Um, and there's just a really special chemistry that they had early on in the season. Granted, they've had a real slip in recent games, uh, but I think the wizards can very much get back into the playoff uh, contention with, I mean, they're sitting right outside at 11 right now, as it is. And Kristaps going into that lineup is an incredible addition. I think we'll finish the season probably eight or nine if I had to bet money on it. And uh, for Kristaps, I think his totals go above 20 points per game. He's at 19-2 right now, as it is. Um, But with the Wizards, he's going to get a lot more looks, and I think that team is just going to be his from now until the end of the year. And that's going to be very exciting to see because we haven't seen that kristaps Porzingis. Since when he was up in New York, yeah, because Bradley Beal is going to be out, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So he's
0: out for the season. Yep. So it's basically going to be, and they got rid of uh, Harold yeah. too. Uh, that was another trade. Uh, Harold's going to the Hornets. So it's basically going to be give the ball to Chris Stapps and let him cook. Yeah. So then Jack, I know that you like Luca. So yeah,
2: it hurts the Mavs. I know. Yeah, but Luca might have gotten what we wanted. We discussed before the show that maybe. He didn't really like Kristaps, but I, don't, I, don't I think, think it really hurts the Mavericks lot. because they've had this philosophy of playing big, you know, and Kristaps can make a shot as good as in, anybody else, but now they're going to have to play small. So, I just don't know how that's going to work. I don't I, I think their potential to like you said make some noise in the playoffs in the West is shot.
0: Yeah, so I'm not like this is what I'll say as a Grizzlies fan, the Mavericks definitely scare me a little bit just because they've beat us a couple times. Uh, there is some circumstances, like I know at one time we had played like eight games in 12 days and it was the last day of a back to back, like all of that, whatever, but they still don't, they just didn't match up that well with them. And I think the main reason was because of Chris Stapps and because he's one of the only dudes that is big enough and athletic enough to like stay with Jaren and that just throws everything off. Mm-hmm. but losing him, it makes me think, like, I mean, Davis Bertans and <laughs> Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie, they're not going to help him that much, you know. It, like, Bertans I mean, it, is a good shooter, but ever since he got that contract, he's kind of been yeah. chilling, you yeah.
2: know. As good as uh, Chris Stapps is, it was already somewhat of a one-man show in dallas too because yeah. you know luca just puts the team on his back all the time but now it's going to be even more of a one-man show <laughs>
0: and then the night that oh, he, yeah, he got traded career high <laughs> luca had a career he had 51 he had it's like 28 uh, in the first quarter right yeah dude no yeah. he had like like dang near 40 at halftime yeah <laughs> like, i think he yeah. had
2: 28
1: in the first quarter that's his it, yeah it was dumb he's uh, a magician he is an absolute magician with the ball. I've never seen in my life a basketball player like him before. He just and does. look like him. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, he's just he's he is a mutant basketball player. Like, <laughs> dude, just no, like, it's yeah. insane.
0: Like, it doesn't no. So I I went to a Grizzlies Mavericks game, and Luca had a I think thirty three point triple double in that game. Yeah, and I had pretty, I had some pretty good seats, and I was just like in i was like this is insane
2: wasn't his miraculous buzzer beater against the grizzlies last yeah, season i don't want to talk about it the floater <laughs> the freaking yeah, floater, the floater from the three-point line Yeah, and then he walks off yeah yeah
0: the flo- he hit a floater from the three-point line i also I, dude the crazy thing is i've seen luca live twice luca's one of my favorite players in the nba if i don't know if i talk about him enough as i should, yeah but i've i've liked luca since college when luke or not since college since before i was in college yeah he never played in college but i remember when he was in the european leagues i wanted the grizzlies to draft him but then he went third you yep. know i was like oh no but we ended up with jaron so i'm okay that's been now, one of the
2: only teams to really have memphis's number this season. that's what i'm saying yeah. but i
0: think it's partly because of chris steps and i think oh, okay so that's that's why i feel a little bit better about it yeah but yeah i don't know it does make the maps worse especially because tim hardaway juniors hurt i don't know they're gonna need more out of like maxi Kleba and like <laughs> yeah. guys like that i guess but I, I don't know. Yeah, Boban.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, dude. <laughs> he's he's going to go for 40 a game this last stretch of games. Oh, he's yeah, going to right. go out like Wilt Chamberlain back in I the think, day.
2: I think Jalen Brunson can step up. Um, Jaylen, I do like Jalen Brunson. I
1: like Jalen Brunson
2: a lot. He he had some flashes last year. But, but
0: yeah, I mean, those yeah. were the two biggest ones on trade deadline day. Uh kind of want to go back a little bit earlier. Uh, starting February 4th was really when the trade deadline trades got started. Uh, the first one was uh, the C.J. McCollum trade, actually. Right. Or actually, no, the first one was when, uh, between the Blazers and the Clippers. VFL. Was, yeah, VFL. <laughs> Keon Johnson is going to the Trailblazers, which I'm glad because I hate the Clippers. I'm glad that he's not on there anymore. Uh, the Trailblazers are going to get Keon Johnson, Justice Winslow, Eric Bledsoe, and a second-round pick. The Clippers are going to get Norman Powell and Robert Covington. So what this tells me is the Clippers are... This is a next season trade for the Clippers. Yeah. Because Norman Powell and Robert Covington are not going to help them win this year, I don't think
1: but and Covington's old Covington's not going to be a viable I uh, but I think he <laughs> I mean he's good he's a good role player yeah but I mean, that's what, what I'm saying he's a good role right player yeah he's he's not going to be
0: like a guy that's going to change the outcome of your team yeah but he's a good guy he's going to play defense and he's going to hit three pointers yeah
1: and and Keon hasn't done anything this year when he's averaging three five a game
0: yeah and, how many uh, games has he appeared no, in? no I don't even know like, he has not played <laughs> he's barely played
1: but yeah. I think he could I think he could develop into a, a good player with the Clippers because there is a spot for him on there right now uh next season maybe he gets like 12 to 15 minutes per game no, the, he he's going he's going to the blazers though Oh, he's mm-hmm. going to the blazers yeah, yeah. He's, he's, oh, okay he was right, on right, the, oh yeah, yeah he's going to the yeah. blazers okay good luck and god bless to him then <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's good. hey it's at good. least
2: he gets to play with dame now no, that's, that's true uh, is he though
1: <laughs> yeah he that's though? true <laughs> okay
0: i, I do kind of want to touch on that. where are y'all on the damien so dame said that he is going to stay He said he's going to stay. Yeah. And they're gonna they have some cap space. Yeah. They're gonna try to retool into off season and but I'm sorry. I'm all for small markets. You know, I'm a small market guy. But if ten years from now John Morant hasn't won a championship with the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies are like selling his chances, I would be like, bro, it's okay. I understand. Yeah. Go get a ring. Yeah. (laughs) Like it has been ten years, dame. They're not – they haven't helped you out. Yeah. You know, you and CJ, y- 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 y'all did
1: as much as you could. And That's he, another guy who we're going to talk about getting traded. And he got robbed of all-stars and other accolades, too. Like, they were yeah. – there he – I, don't, I feel really bad for Damian Lillard because that is a generational. Okay, not a generational talent, but he's a. he's, oh, one he's of def- the, No, he's, he's a generational. Oh, he showed talent. he was against the Nuggets he's, last he's year. N- yeah, playoffs. he's. Uh, I, well, I mean, I mean, like a generational talent, I reserve for like Kobe or LeBron. Or oh that, yeah, not. That. I mean, like it's not. A, yeah, he's, he's in terms a, of shooting of the of the decade. He's one of the mainstay guys. Yes, you know, he's a defining player of this era of the NBA for sure. Um, in his career, I mean, gosh, Portland, they had some, they had some teams that were just willed. Willed to to deep playoff runs by him. I mean, the times that he knocked out the Rockets. What was it, back to back years? One of them on the last second three point shot, and he just like I mean, he's the king of those, man. He is there as far as clutch players in the NBA goes. If it's if it's a last second shot and I need somebody to take it, I'm looking at Dame Lillard. I mean, he's he's amazing. But with this team, I just I think he should leave. I mean, he's I think maybe there's a part of him that's just for respectability's sake. He's saying I'm not going anywhere. Because he doesn't want to trash the team in public and pull a Ben Simmons, you know. I think he's a classy guy for sure, and I'm leaning towards that just because it in the off season. This year it looked like he was going to get shipped out maybe, and I don't know how much of that's just bluster, but he deserves the opportunity to be with another team, and I don't know how – I mean, he can't be enjoying being on this team, and how much can they do in the off season to really supplement all, uh, losing C.J. McCollum? And, yeah, they've got some cap space now, but who can they add? Who can they really meaningfully add so that they can go on a run? I don't think anybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly who all is going to be free agents. We'll talk about that probably once we get later in the season. I'm not really looking at that yet. You know, maybe after, you know, the playoffs and everything, we can do a podcast about, you know, who's free agents and all that. I haven't really looked at that a ton. But, I mean, yeah, they're going to have to sign somebody. But if
1: they couldn't pull it off when he was, like, at the tippy top of his prime, how are they going to do do it now? now. There's no way. And the other
0: Trailblazers trade that kind of, you know, really cemented that they were moving on. Was to CJ McCollum trade. Yeah, he's going to the Pelicans along with Larry Nance Jr. and Tony Snell. Yeah, which I saw something interesting. Tony Snell hasn't missed a free throw in like two or three years or something like stupid like that. Wow. But he just doesn't take that many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he's I think he's probably like like fifteen out of fifteen or something yeah. like he's, it's not like he's like a hundred out of a hundred, but it's like it's 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 wild. And the Trailblazers are going to get uh, Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Thomas Sadoransky, uh, and then they're also going to get a first-round draft pick and two second-round picks. So, I mean, that's good. I mean, the first-round draft pick
1: is for this year, too, for the Blazers, so that's even better for them. And it's a protective pick, so that's good for the Pelicans as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they go in a downward trajectory, which, how could that happen to the Pelicans? They're such a stable franchise. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think this is a great trade for uh, the Pelicans, because, I mean, if you need they to... get a big three now. Yeah, I mean, you can unload C.J. McCollum if you need to as well if you got to get rid of that cap space, but, I mean, he, you add him to the team. All they're losing is cap space with is Like Josh Hart, I like him, um, and Sadaransky, I think he did some interesting things this season as well, but, I mean, I, I really don't think they gave up Anything at all for C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance. Larry Nance adds a really good he's, he's athletic. Yeah. yeah, he adds a really good athletic element to the team. And like you said, Mister Tony, no Miss Snell. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is. I, th- I think for the Pelicans making a push for the playing game, this is it right here. And I don't know if we're going to see uh, Zion actually play this year in some meaningful minutes where he's playing real games. Uh, but for the future, at least next season, I think this is a huge addition for that team.
0: Yeah, and then also after that, they kind of, like, flipped the trade a little bit too. So then Nikhil Alexander-Walker is now going to the Jazz. After that trade, they traded him. And then the Blazers ended up getting Joe Ingles as hey. well. But he's he's out for the season. He tore his ACL. So I don't know. They they have a little bit of something. I mean, they, if Joe Ingles can come back healthy, yeah. Amf- I like Anthony Simons. Nasir Little is going to be healthy. I don't know. That's just, like, a couple guys, but they're going to have to sign a big free agent if they want to do anything to pair with Dame, and then those guys become good. Because if you have, like, another superstar... But if you don't have another superstar next to Dame, you're not going anywhere.
1: And they're kind of just doing more of the same though. They're getting good role players. Getting guys, good, yeah, good know? role players. They're it's, gonna have
0: to bring somebody in in the off season to be like that second guy. They don't have the second guy on their roster now. But
1: I don't want to go there if I'm that potential second guy. I'm like, I'm gonna go to another team that makes better off season decisions consistently. You know, I'm gonna try to go to, or I'm gonna try to go to one where I can just be branded as the number one. Um, yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I understand that. And then uh, one more team that we need to talk about a little bit about is the Pacers, kind of going full rebuild. They fleeced like. them.
1: They fleeced them, Bill. I mean, they got I mean, that's, yeah, no, like, <sighs> dude,
0: that's a good show. The 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 main trade. Well, let's let's start with first they traded Karis Levert. Yeah. Uh, to the Cavaliers, which I think that's a that's a good pickup. That's for that great Cavs for the team. Cavs. That's great. because all the Cavs gave up was Ricky Rubio. He's who's hurt. Yep, a first round pick, which I mean, obviously, you know that's a big asset, a tw- a first round pick for this year. But they're kind of moving to the point to where I think they have their they've got a the young core. core. Yeah, they have absolutely. their core. They're, I don't yeah. know if they're still looking for guys in the draft necessarily the same way. I think now they're going for you know let's get Karis Levert. Let's trade for somebody, add him. And I mean, they only gave up rookie Rubio a first and two seconds. I mean, that's that's all right. That's yeah. that's that's pretty solid for them. I think that's good for the Cavs. Yeah, and not bad for the Pacers. I mean, if Ricky Rubio comes back next year, that'll be good, getting yeah. some picks. But the biggest one was definitely the uh, Pacers and Kings. So we have Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Buddy Hill, and Tristan Thompson going to the Pacers, and then we get the Kings are getting. DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and
1: a 2023 second I mean, round. They league. just fleeced them. They did. <laughs> I mean, this is just this is just a filthy trade. That that Pacers GM. I know Larry Bird's not there anymore, but I mean that is just a great move. Because I mean, the Kings, they gave up, they gave up the franchise cornerstone, Tyrese Halliburton, and I mean I just I don't understand. And Buddy Heels a great shooter. People don't talk about him enough because he's he was stuck on the Kings. Um, amazing shooter. Tristan Thompson still got some game left, but uh, you know not nah, m- most, most, most of his game. Most most of his game
0: is used on the Kardashians at this point. But <laughs>
1: you were saving that one. He's and he's probably going to retire at the end of the season. That was where some of the reports were from that Kardashian drama. Um, but I mean I, I love Demadis Sabonis. I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah. Um, but I just I mean, what
2: do you do now if you're De'Aaron Fox? What what are you thinking? Okay, I think that
0: it's a good pairing they between picked, the two. No, least. but
2: I think they picked De'Aaron. Like, I yeah, think that's but, what you see. They picked, No, no, they definitely did. Yeah, they picked De'Aaron him, over Hellinger. What are you thinking about this whole situation? I mean,
0: I'm trying to see if me and Sabonis can do something. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. See, because, I mean, apparently he's happy. He's happy with Sabonis. He likes Sabonis. Uh, they won their first game with Sabonis. He looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their games would complement each other pretty well. I mean, he's a big guy. He can do some pick and rolls, you know, throw it into the post and get some kickouts, open looks for De'Aaron. So I like it. Uh, I don't know. I don't like them getting rid of Halliburton, though, because Halliburton is like the kind of player you really need. He's a good shooter, good defender, good ball handler. He can facilitate a little bit, and he can play the shooting guard and – next to De'Aaron, yeah. which I think that's what was, like, that's a good combo because that's what you really need now. You need a good point yeah. guard, and then you need a shooting guard that can score and then facilitate a little bit. I mean, that's
1: just, like, it's, so. a, it's a hard team to stop because it makes me think back of when my Wizards were really good with Bradley Beal and John Wall. Obviously, there's a little bit of a different component there, but, uh, you know, Bradley Beal, amazing score, and John Wall had great defense and never got the jumper down, path, but he had a pretty solid uh, uh, offensive game uh, when he was in his prime still. And I just, like, that team never had a solid, really solid stable of role players or big men. Marchin Gortat did his very best, but he's Marchand Gortat. Um, and with this, th- that combo right there, I mean, oh God, the Kings really could have had, I think they could have had playoff runs with just those two. And then you get a rotation of whoever else, no-name players, they could do it. I really do think that. Um, but... I don't know, I, Demata Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox make a really interesting point. Like, that is a great combination. That's a classic one and four or five guy that you're just dishing it to, big man and then strong guard. I mean, that's just. I, I'm excited to see how that plays out over the course of the next little while. But, I don't know, getting rid of Halliburton, that's just, <laughs> that's I don't rough. know. I can't, I can't really understand that at all. Yeah, that's the
0: thing. I don't know, but if it's between Halliburton and Fox, I understand why that's a tough decision. Oh no, I wouldn't give up the Aaron. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I love
1: the
2: Aaron. That's a tough decision. Do you think it was down to that? Like they had to pick one. Probably, maybe. I don't know. That's what
1: that's what it feels like. I didn't hear any drama about them this year. Was there anything going on? Or I mean,
0: I mean, there there have been some rumors, but it didn't seem like there was really any drama. But this is something that I do think is interesting. So some of the teams we just talked about: New Orleans, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio. Uh, they're at the like the play in race really. So mm-hmm. this is really showing that the NBA play-in is working. They're keeping teams engaged for longer because you're looking at like the Spurs right now, they are the 13th team in the West. Yeah. But they're only two games out of being 10th. So it's like, dude, you know, if we can make a couple trades, I mean, who knows? Maybe we can get yeah. in, sneak into the playoffs. I mean, I, I don't know if Port- Portland seems like they're more trying to rebuild so I don't know if Portland's really going to be in that race. But Sacramento, they could definitely get into the play-in with De'Aaron and uh, Sabonis now. Yeah, I
2: see what you're saying? Because there's really only two teams in the West that you know are just toast, you know. Yeah. Because Oklahoma City and Houston just aren't. Yeah, they're not going to do yeah, anything. Right. Everybody
0: else is in the conversation. Okay, the next trade that we're going to talk about is the four-team trade that this was kind of like if, I don't know if it was, like, the first domino to fall, but it was kind of, like, the biggest one that kind of got everything else rolling. So the Bucks are going to end up getting Serge Ibaka, which I think that's actually going to help them a lot yeah, because they really need, like, another big guy now that uh, Brooke Lopez is out. So I don't know when he's coming back necessarily. So I think that's this is kind of like insurance, right? The Clippers are going to end up getting Rodney Hood and Semi Jaleigh, which, I mean— They're all right players, but like I said, it seems like they're more getting ready for next season. Yeah, they're punting. Yeah, Yeah, they're getting ready for next season when Kawhi and PG can come back healthy and have these guys as role players. And then the Kings, who, like I said, they were super active. (laughs) The Kings are going to get Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, uh, former Memphis Grizzly, uh, Trey Lyles, and then they're also going to get a second-round pick. So... Uh, and then the Pistons are going to get uh, Marvin Bagley, so that's uh, that's interesting. I, I, I like it. I like it. I think Marvin Bagley to the Pistons is underrated. The Pistons might have something going on up there if they can, you know, put some young guys together. But I don't know. They're be- really bad. This Detroit season. is
2: just a cursed city.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, they have the Lions and the Pistons. I, I don't know what happened.
2: I think their hockey team is utter garbage too. The Red yeah, Wings. the Red Wings. Yeah, are they, they do.
0: No, they and they used to be good. <laughs> There, there was a time when the Pistons was, were good. Hey, the Tigers like, were good there for a second. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, they were yeah. all good, and now they're all just like bad or <laughs> eh. Like it's it's weird. I don't know what's going on in Detroit, but yeah, Detroit. Uh, the Grizzlies played the Pistons last night, and it was ugly. Like I, it was, I think it was like forty-one to twenty at the end of the first quarter. I was just like, geez, yeah. Like, uh, but Cade Cunningham didn't play either, so yeah. that's part of it. But, yeah, no, uh, I, I like that. Ser- Serge Ibaka to the Bucks is definitely the most important one in terms of what's happening, uh, but, yeah. And then there is a bunch of small deals that we can mention. Uh, Daniel Tice is going back to the Celtics, and the Rockets are going to end up with Dennis Schroeder. Uh, the Celtics are getting Derek White, and they're trading to the Spurs. They're giving them Josh Richardson and Romeo Linkford and two first-round picks, so that's interesting. I think the Celtics made out pretty all right. Yeah, I'm Derek White's a good player, you know, and then
2: uh, that might be all the trades actually. I don't know. <laughs> and they're and they're another oh. one of those teams that needs to just keep their head above water to avoid the play in. Or yeah, you know, and I'm, they've done better lately because the
1: Celtics started off and they were they were hovering toward the bottom of the play in, and now they're sitting up at seven. And I yeah, think, they got six in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're they're, yeah, looking they're really doing good. good. Yeah, I yeah.
2: think their ceiling is just depending on how much Tatum can really just blow up. You know. But yeah, no, those were
0: all like the biggest trades. I mean, obviously, like we said at the beginning, the biggest trade was definitely the uh, the Harden trade. <laughs> like that that that's the big one. Oh, no, yeah, percent. Uh, you know, I I, I liked I, I liked a lot of the trades. I liked I like it when the teams are active at the trade deadline. You know,
2: who was the biggest winner that wasn't active? Like, of all the teams that didn't do anything, who do you think was the biggest winner? You know who I'm going to say? Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies,
0: <laughs> <laughs> because. Uh, this So this has been my theory the whole time, right? Uh, there's a lot of times where young teams, they rebuild, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, we have something. We need to trade and get one more star and try to win right now. Mm. And I'm like – Let's see what we got here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's not try to do anything crazy and, like, you know, s- trade somebody like Dylan Brooks in a deal, like Dylan Brooks and some picks for somebody who's, like, a star. Yeah, But then it's like, well, Dylan Brooks is the heart and soul of the team. Ja likes Dylan Brooks. Vane like, all these guys, that's their dude. They got a new dude. He might fit, might not fit in the culture. I always think it's much easier to bring somebody in in the offseason than it is a trade deadline. So I think they're one of the biggest winners just because they were already doing so well along with the Warriors just like the teams that are already doing well that stayed didn't put, yeah, yeah that just stayed put and didn't make the trade that makes them worse like in hindsight you know what I mean and I think right. that's the big thing uh then, you know, I know Miami got rid of, I think, Casey Okpala, but, you know, that's not like a huge thing for them. I and think Chicago they, didn't do anything, did they? Yeah, Chicago didn't really do much. Like, all, all the top yeah. teams that didn't do anything, you know, I think their front offices are like, you know, let's... Especially, but the reason I say the Grizzlies is because I like the, the thought process of, let's go into the playoffs, let's see how far they go, let's see how everybody looks in the playoffs... We'll see if this person can't perform in the playoffs. That's like, okay, they're expendable. We can try to trade him. If he wants to walk in free agency, we don't have to pay him all that. We don't have to pay him. Like, uh, we saw this in the playoffs. Let's go get somebody else. You know what I mean? Instead of, you know, making a decision now when it's like people have been in and out with COVID, people have been in and out with injuries, you know, you don't really know what you really have in the team, like all the way yet. And they're like on fire. And it's like since Christmas, they have the best record in the NBA. Like, don't don't touch it. So that's
2: yeah. Yeah. Jaws killer, man. He's been so fun to watch.
1: I still think though and I'm I'm sorry to rain on your parade a little bit. I think I think Phoenix is absolutely the best team coming out of this without having made any any changes yeah, to their sh- roster. Yeah, they they
0: only yeah, they what well, they added Tory Craig, which that's Yeah, they didn't. That's they didn't yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah, they didn't really do yeah. anything. Tory Craig is another guy who can defend in, like that's all you really need. Yeah. If you can defend and shoot threes, you can play in the NBA for like 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. Like if you but like I mean that, not saying that's just an easy thing. Yeah. But, like, if you're, if you're like, 10 years old listening to this, work on defense and three-point <laughs> shooting. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, the name of the game yeah, now. Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah like, that, that's all you really need to worry about. It wasn't 15 years ago, but it sure is now. Yeah, no, like, the, the 3 and D player has completely changed everything. But the other big news that is kind of going on, we just had the All-Star Draft. All-Star Weekend is coming up. So I kind of wanted to do a little bit of, like, an All-Star Weekend preview. There's a lot of events going on uh i'm gonna start with the two or really the three contest and then we'll get into the two you know games the rising stars and then finally the all-star game at the end but first i do want to talk about the three-point contest so the interesting thing that i saw in the three-point contest we have of course desmond bain of the grizzlies is in there cj mccollum deceased Trail trailblazers now of the pelicans <laughs> uh, we got fred van vliet luke Kennard. Patty Mills, Trey Young, Zach
1: Levine, and Carl Anthony Towns. They did that for the meme, though. No. I mean, he's no, I mean, he's he has a, a good, good three shooter. point shot. He has a good three point shot, but I'm just saying, like, adding someone of that height in there, you know, that's just but like. It's inter- no, but, but like, what if he won? Yeah. Like, that would be. I'd love of, to see it. <laughs> that, that would see, be I mean, crazy. He had that crazy game winner earlier in the season. I mean, he's he's an amazing player. Yeah, no. I mean, he
0: calls himself the like greatest three-point shooting big man of all time <laughs> which yeah. and the crazy thing is is if you look at like the stats you're like I mean it's really hard to argue because yeah. you know big men didn't really start shooting threes like that and he's taken more yeah.
1: threes than like most big men ever took yeah and you that, know that was a big criticism of Bargnani, too so it's just interesting yeah to it's see interesting how, how the now has developed yeah now yeah.
0: it's like if you're a big and you can't shoot threes it's like that's yeah. a minus yeah instead of it being like oh he can shoot yeah. oh my goodness who even thought that Big men yeah. should even try to shoot from more than 10 feet away from the yeah. basket. You know what I mean? And now it's like they want you to do that. But so out of those guys, you guys have any picks? Who do you guys think is going to win out of those guys that I just named?
1: Oh, Patty Mills
0: all the way. I'm rooting for Patty. If Patty Mills, if you told Patty Mills that he was playing against the
1: Grizzlies in the three-point shootout, he'd probably win. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's, he's kind of is. He's got Desmond Bain on there. You know, <laughs> you, you, he's, he's, get, get, he's guaranteed to do better than at least one person.
2: Do you think Desmond Bain might win, Bryson?
1: I have seen Desmond Bain
0: hit 44 three-pointers in a row before in a video, so I think he definitely could win if he gets hot. Now, that was from the same spot, though. He wasn't moving, so it's a little bit different. If he gets hot, he definitely could win, though, which I, obviously I'm going to pick him because I think he's going to win. But I don't know. Why else are you picking him? I wonder. <laughs> I think he's Well, I think he's going to win because I watch him play basketball every night. So that makes me biased towards him, definitely. But, I mean, I definitely think, like, I think the sleeper guy is Luke Kennard. Because Luke Kennard can shoot. Yeah, He he just, uh he was the one that hit that game winner against the Wizards a couple weeks ago when they blew that
1: 35-point lead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. <sighs> that hurt. That one really hurt. I mean, we were kind of really sucking at that point. uh, So I wasn't entirely surprised, but uh, it still caused my heart considerable pain all the same yeah
2: back to was. the three-point uh contest i'm gonna go with zach levine and he makes nba history if he wins first player ever to win the dunk and three-point contest really yeah that is interesting i never even thought about that that's awesome okay
0: I, that would be cool that would be cool uh he's he's a good shooter i definitely i i, I mean all of these guys are good No, shooters. yeah yeah that's why they're in it yeah Uh, I don't know. I feel like CJ McCollum's probably not going to win it. I don't see him really as a three-point shooter necessarily. Like, he's a good three-point shooter, but I see him more of, like, a shot creation, mid-range kind of guy. Yeah. So, I don't know if he, like, but, I mean, if he gets hot, I mean, these NBA guys are different. So, I was like, any (laughs) of these guys could really win, honestly. Uh, The next contest, you know, uh, this is kind of like the forgotten contest, the skills competition. It's kind of like the forgotten part of All-Star Weekend But they're changing up the format a little bit So we've got three teams The first team is the Antetokounmpo's So we get Alex Antetokounmpo who plays in the G League They're adding G League players into this now Which is also really interesting So you get Alex Antetokounmpo He plays for the Raptors G League team And of course we get Giannis and Thanasis Both from the Bucks The other team is going to be the Cavs where we're gonna have Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. That's an that's gonna be an interesting team. And then the other team, they're calling them the rookie team. We're gonna have Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I kinda I kinda like this. I don't know if I I mean the Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy team sounds pretty good for a skills competition. Yeah. Especially from a passing standpoint. As long as they don't make Josh Giddey shoot any three-pointers, I think we'll be pretty good. That's the only part. <laughs> but if if he has to pass, hey, he's going to do good. He can handle the ball. He can pass. He can do all that pretty well. But that's the only thing that's going to mess with them. I would say the same thing about the Kumpo team. And then, I mean, for the Cavs team, it's really just Garland. So, I don't know. As long as they don't have a lot of shooting parts, <laughs> I think they'll be fine.
1: What if we just find out Jarrett Allen is actually an amazing three-point shooter and he's been holding out his whole career?
0: No, nah, the crazy thing is, is that all these NBA guys that we think like can't shoot, I bet if they pulled up to like the community center oh, or something, yeah. they probably like Jared Allen would probably shoot like fifty percent from three if he was playing against like non NBA competition. But he just you know, there's no reason for you to do that in the NBA because yeah. that's not that's not your game really. So, yeah, I mean that it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm excited for that. The but the dunk contest, I feel like the dunk contest, even though it has lost a little bit of its luster in the past couple years, especially since 2016, uh, it's got some interesting participants. So we got Cole Anthony, Obi Toppin, Jalen Green, and Juan Toscano Anderson. The guy that jumps out to me first is Obi Toppin. I don't know which guy jumps out to you guys the most.
2: I mean, from- yeah, I, I get by on that.
1: I think I think for me uh Jaylen Green it not not because he's in it but because a Houston Rocket is participating in All-Star weekend this season. Oh uh, my that's some more God. surprising thing <laughs> for me. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I'm I'm really happy to see Cole Anthony in this as well because Cole Anthony has been the heart and soul of that Magic team. I mean, he has been amazing. Um but uh yeah, I mean Obi Toppin is a little bit of a surprise for sure. I can I can see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I, okay, so Obi Toppin is one of those guys. I've seen him do some like kind of crazy dunks just like in videos and stuff, and he has a lot of bounce. So I'm, that's why I'm excited to see him. I don't know. Cole Anthony is interesting because, you know, it's always interesting when you have guards in there because you don't really know what they're going to do because, you know, they're not as big, but that also means like they get up. Yeah. So
2: I know Obi's reel coming into the league was just six. So. Oh, yeah. No. His, it's like, one Dayton, of the best reels I've ever seen. <laughs> dude, yeah. his
0: Dayton highlights, you— Dude, you would have thought, like, if if you woke somebody up and they had never seen a basketball, pl- like, they had never seen basketball before and you were like, hey, look at this player, they would have thought he was, like, the <laughs> yeah. greatest player of all time yeah. if they just watched the Dayton highlight reel because yeah. it was insane. But, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have a pick? I, okay, I'm going to pick I'm gonna pick Obi. I think Obi's going to win.
1: I mean, that's kind of, like, that's why I'm surprised. Like, he's just, like, just give him the trophy, you know. Like, he is, I, I think he's absolutely going to win because that highlight reel, like you guys were saying, is just crazy
2: yeah give it to him
0: all right obi Toppin. obi Toppin is the fast break podcast pick for the slam dunk contest hopefully he'll do it uh the other part of all-star weekend that is going to be really interesting is the rising stars so they changed the rising stars a little bit this year uh there's four teams of rising stars players so uh the way that they they selected it it was like 12 rookies 12 sophomores and then four guys that are from the g league so we we've got four teams we've got uh team barry which is cade cunningham dyson daniels he's the g league guy we've got evan mobley isaac okoro alperin singun Jashan tate and friends wagner team isaiah which has precious achua the GOAT, Desmond Bain, of course. Uh Sadiq bay Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy. He's the G League guy. Jaden Hardy's gonna be good in a couple years, by the way, too. And Isaiah Stewart, known mostly for chasing LeBron, but <laughs> uh we got team uh Gary Payton. So we get uh Lamello Ball, Scotty Barnes, Ayo Desumu, Chris Duarte, Scoot Henderson, who is seventeen years old in plays in the G League, who I, I he, hey, oh, I like the name good. Yeah, Scoot, that's a good name <laughs> uh, We got Jaden McDaniels and Davion Mitchell And the last team is Team Worthy We got Cole Anthony Marjom Bochamp, who is the G League guy Josh Giddy, Jalen Green Herbert Jones, Tyrese Maxey And Jalen Suggs So I don't know. So the way that they're gonna do it is they're gonna play like a little tournament. Yeah. I think the first two games are going to twenty five and then the last one is going to like fifty or something. I don't know how they're doing it. But or maybe the first two are going to fifty and the last one's going to twenty five. It's it's something like that. So they're gonna do a little tournament to see which team is gonna end up winning. I don't know. Looking at these teams, uh the team that jumps out is the one that has. I mean, I think Lamelo Ball. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like Lamelo, Scotty, uh, Chris Duarte. That's. I like those three guys. I like them a lot. I think that's the team that jumps out, and I think that's just because I think Lamelo. Between Lamelo and Anthony Edwards, those are probably the two best players it, out of this entire pool. So those are the teams I want to look at the most. I think I think those are the teams that are most likely to win. I like.
2: I like Team Isaiah. Yeah, I was, Yeah, I, agree. I. I that that was my immediate reaction when I looked at this. So mm-hmm.
0: I like Team Isaiah too. I mean, and it's not because of Desmond Bain, Bryson. I mean, that's that's the right reason game. why I like the team. No, okay, <laughs> the real reason I like Team Isaiah is because they have Anthony Edwards too. Anthony Edwards has, like, I think he's the m- most like fun player in the NBA in terms of just like. He's going to go out there. He's going to shoot threes. He's going to dunk on you. And then he's going to go into press conference and tell jokes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, I, yeah, I love that. It is literally like, just like the perfect NBA guy, super likable, super marketable. I think he's going to be a star. And I, Man, I think he's gonna ball out in this. Him and Desmond Bain are about to <laughs> go crazy. I, I I tweeted something. It was the thing. It was like the Kyrie and LeBron thing yeah. from like a uh, Game Five, 2016, when yeah. they both had 41. And I was like Anthony Edwards and Desmond Bain during the Rising Stars game.
1: <laughs> They're gonna go crazy. I'm excited. I'm I for the me the team that jumped out immediately was Team Payton because Lamelo Ball when he got to the Hornets. From day one, the thing he was able to do was facilitate the ball in a way that no Hornets player had ever been able to move it before. And I love Kemba Walker and what he did there. Uh, But LaMelo turned this team. I think, obviously, there were some other moves that happened. Um, uh, Miles Bridges, for instance, coming onto the scene. But I think LaMelo Ball uh, just changed the culture when he landed. And I think you put him on this team, a team with anybody, I think he can make them into an exceptional player just from the way he moves it to them. I mean, I, I really think... Lamelo ball uh is going to be the game changer here and he's gonna team payton's gonna win it because of him okay right. i like
0: that i like that i'm i'm gonna go with uh team isaiah obviously but i, I like team payton as well yeah i'm gonna go with isaiah all right awesome and then last but certainly not least the biggest part of all-star weekend the actual all-star game so uh, the All Star teams were announced a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. I know of the last podcast who we thought was going to make it. There is a couple things that changed. Biggest thing being the fact that Andrew Wiggins made the All Star team. Not only made the All Star team, but is a starter. I know so that's man. That, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> but uh, so we got Team LeBron. We're going to start with the starters. Of course, LeBron is the first guy. They've got Giannis, Steph Curry. DeMar Rosen and Nikola Jokic, that's their starting five. And then Team Durant, KD is not going to be playing, he's hurt. So we have Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, and Trey Young. Uh, and then we've got the bench for Team LeBron. We've got Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, Fred VanVleet, and James Harden. Team Durant, we've got Devin Booker, Karl-Anthony Towns, Zach Levine. Uh, Dejounte Murray, Chris Middleton, Lamelo Ball, and Rudy Gobert. So, just off of that, I think Team <laughs> LeBron is way better. Stacked, like, absolutely stacked. I'm I'm so sorry, John Morant. I'm so sorry. This, but is, yeah. bro, that oh. team is stacked. Luca on the bench. <laughs> yeah, they got Luca Doncic coming off the bench. Like that's stupid. Now, I think the thing that hurts them the most is the fact that. Kevin Durant can't play for team Durant if 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 KD was playing it would help them a lot I know that I think Jason Tatum is playing in his spot which I mean he's really good too but I think if they had KD in that spot it would help them a lot help maybe if they could you know add KD and take out Andrew Wiggins instead but you're not a fan (laughs) of the Wiggins I think Andrew Wiggins had a case to be an all-star reserve, but there is absolutely no universe where Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter. I don't think he even had a case
1: to be an all-star reserve. I mean, like,
0: like he had, no, this is what I'm saying. He had a case, right? Just yeah. because he is averaging like 18 points when you already have Steph. And yeah, yeah, no, like I, yeah. under, no, I understand yeah. all of that. But what I'm saying is because, you know, he was averaging over 18 yeah. points. That's he's fair. shooting a higher percentage from three than Steph this season. Yeah. At least he had been. Yeah. Uh, it's like he's been and he plays great defense yeah so he is one of those guys who i think they would have been like he's a fringe all-star yeah he I, I i wouldn't have picked him to make it over a guy like brandon ingram yeah you know what i mean but i i see his case to be a reserve and i could and it's oh, kind of yeah, like
2: put together a great season I, I see his case to be a reserve but like yeah I, I didn't see the starter I,
0: yeah not, not not as a starter I, that's that's the main thing
1: i think there's a lot of a lot of pity in there too for the earlier seasons where he was with uh the t wolves and he absolutely could have and i think should have been an all-star reserve um i think that was a big deciding factor into this as well but i mean team durant even if durant was playing i think they would get mauled this lebron team is just stacked top to bottom crazy
0: yeah <laughs> no team yeah team lebron is stupid like just the mm-hmm. fact that I don't even, like, I don't know how KD let this happen. <laughs> like, I, I honestly don't know how KD lets this happen, dude. Like, you gotta get draf- better at drafting. Maybe he doesn't like his, maybe the, he, doesn't he doesn't care. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I, like, the main like I said the main problem is that lebron automatically gets lebron yeah first and that just changes everything <laughs> Because it's like you start the team with lebron and that's yeah. that is just difficult And then you know Demar is going to be good Steph in the all-star game is probably going to be shooting it from like the other free throw line for fun or something yeah. Like last all-star game him and Damian lillard were just as soon as they stepped over half court They were just <laughs> launching it so i'm like <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do about that. Yeah. And then it's like when you look at the matchups, I know they don't play defense in the all-star game, but it's like, dude, who, like, who is going to guard Giannis and Jokic? Yep. Like you're going to put Embiid on Jokic. And then what? Andrew Wiggins on Giannis? Like, I mean, and you know, Giannis. Giannis that works 100% of the time, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it works very well for uh, Giannis's MVP campaign. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what it works for. Uh, <laughs> I don't know man, you know Giannis actually does he plays hard in the all-star game too I, He won uh, all-star MVP last year. I think I'm pretty sure so I don't know team LeBron is scary, but you know team Durant does have uh My favorite player. So I have to you know, I'm definitely gonna be cheering for team uh, Durant also known as team Morant in in my book but uh, I just want to see – I need to see one John Morant between the legs, alley-oop dunk, and I'll be happy.
2: Bryson, will John Morant ever be able to draft his own all-star team in his career?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I'll also
2: give it maybe two years and I'll be No
0: him or, I, him or Luka. I think there's a, possi- there's a possibility. They're going to need some
2: retirements in two years for that to happen.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, but this is, it matters, like, how long is Curry going to be this good? How long is, how many more years do we see from LeBron? Like, LeBron is going to win the Western. He's going to be drafted every a team, year. like, every year that he plays, Yeah,
2: Didn't basically. Giannis has drafted a team before, right?
0: Giannis drafted a team a couple years ago, yes.
2: It's but been KD back-to-back. Yeah,
0: it's been KD the last two years, though. Which, those are the two guys. But the thing is, is, like, who knows how long he's, like, If if you're asking me if, like, in, like, seven years, like, maybe, but not in the next like
1: couple seasons. I not, mean, right. we're, but we're we're overlooking the fact that John Morant has received much fanfare from just you know casual NBA fans, and that I is think true. He's getting a lot of people interested in the game, and his performances continue to just go up and up and up. And I think if he's averaging, like, say, he's having a season where he's thirty three. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, if I he's mean, averaging you know, thirty three points but per but game, I mean, like, might, but it's, but it's, it's feasible yeah. too. It's, it's feasible yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think he could definitely take it really sooner rather than later just just me yeah
0: yeah so uh I'm I'm picking team LeBron to win I think yeah team LeBron I think it's pretty win. clear when you have
2: yeah. Luka Doncic on the bench you yeah I
0: know yeah
2: that's that I is think that's all you part. need to know
0: <laughs> but the all-star game I really don't even care who wins the all-star game <laughs> like I just want to watch people dunk and shoot from far away that that like you know during the regular season I'm like I'm watching the game. I'm watching, like, the nuances of the game. And the All-Star game, throw all of that out. I don't want to see a single screen. I don't want to see any defensive rotations. Yeah. Like, just dunk on people, shoot from 40 feet away. Yeah. That's what everybody's here to see. It's the All-Star game for a reason. I think the NBA All-Star game is it's definitely my favorite All-Star game out of, like, all the big
2: leagues. Just yeah, especially because, after you watch that Pro Bowl, is your- yeah, no, horrible. it's because like
0: you cannot play football half speed no. and it be
2: like good, and you just wrap up the tackle. Yeah,
0: right. You don't even ta- like that's not even Except for Micah like, Parsons. Of I course. think I think the Pro Bowl would be better if they just did the skills competition. And then they did like a lineman competition, and yeah. then they played like seven on seven flag football.
1: Well, they kind of used to do that back in the early two thousands. Yeah, they had the Pro Bowl game in there too. But I mean, you saw, uh, uh, I think Larry Allen with the Cowboys doing a bench press competition and benching yeah, like stuff like that, fifty pounds on TV. You like, know? like
0: that's the kind yeah. of stuff that you have to do for like for like NFL players. Just like I would like to see like some seven on seven stuff or stuff yeah. like that. But for the NBA, it like basketball is the perfect sport for an All Star game because. The first like three quarters, they're just kind of running up and down yep. the court. They're gonna dunk. They're yep. gonna ah, hey, I've never thrown a lob to John ja Morant before. We might <laughs> never get to play again. I'm gonna yeah. throw it up to him. You know, see what see what it's like instead yeah. of seeing other people do it. You know, so uh, I I think it would be I think it's gonna be interesting. I think it's all gonna be good and fun.
2: Bryson, we need to dedicate a fast break uh, episode sometime this season to John ja Morant like top plays of the season. Okay, dude. Just let you roll. You, you, <laughs> you got to get it as soon as Nope, up. don't say that. You can't say that because I, you know me,
0: I'll do it. So you can't say that. You can't say that. But uh, kind of before we wrap up, I do just kind of want to take a look at, you know, what the standings are looking like, what we think is going to happen because of these trades. Uh, looking at the Eastern Conference, Miami is the one seed. Miami didn't make a lot of deals. I think they're another winner of the trade deadline. I know I said that earlier, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Miami, I think Miami is the best team in the East. I think I said it earlier this year, too. Uh, but then they had kind of had some injuries. But when they had injuries, they still ended up winning. And you see them now. They're sitting at 36 and 20. Uh, Bam Adebayo has missed a lot of games. Jimmy Butler has missed the games. Kyle Lowry has missed games. And those mm-hmm. are the, the three guys. Yeah. And now that they're all back, it's just like everything is clicking. Yeah. And you have guys like Max Struess and like tyler hero too yeah, Ty, yeah dude tyler hero Monster. has been playing amazing yeah hey i think he he has a good case for six man of the year i, I
1: don't yeah i, don't know I think it's gonna can. be him yeah, yeah he's i think amazing. it's gonna be him he's definitely yeah. the
0: front runner for that uh yeah I, I i like the heat uh the bucks the bucks i don't know the bucks are sitting at the four seed i think that
2: they're gonna end up moving up I don't know. Yeah, I especially do after that Ibaka trade. I think that helps them more so than people may realize. Yeah, because
0: I think that's one of the reasons is they missed Brooke Lopez, and Serge Ibaka does a lot of the same stuff that Brooke Lopez can do. I don't know if he's as good on offense as Brooke Lopez, but I think he makes it up on defense because dude is a great defender. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Those are the kind of – I think those are the teams to beat. I mean, the Nets are definitely going to be interesting too. Uh, the Hawks have been playing well, uh, recently, uh. So I, I don't know. Yeah, the Hawks are seven and three over their last ten games. So I think they're gonna move up a little bit too. I think they even have a chance to get out of the play-in game. Uh, I mean they're five games back now, so they would have to like push it to stay to avoid to play in completely. But I mean the way they've been playing, I think they could.
1: They could, but the the team I'm surprised you didn't mention Sixers to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sixers after that two. James Harden trade, my I think how it's going to go down at the end of this season, one, Miami, two, Chicago, and then three, it's going to be the Sixers. Three is going to be the Sixers. And then after that, four and five, I mean, Cleveland and Milwaukee, it's a toss-up between those two. But I think that's the definitive three for the Eastern Conference. I mean, the Sixers with James Harden on that team, again, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but that is just a, that is a huge, huge addition. And I mean the Nets right now they're in a real they're in a real skid but I think they'll jump back up to 6. Um, no. they're just they're 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 going to be I think they'll jump back up to 6.
0: No, but this is what I also wanted to ask kind of to well first talk about the west obviously Suns and Golden State are going to be one and two most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a chance the Grizzlies move to two but I doubt it. I think they're going to end up being three. Uh Utah is going to get there. Is getting some guys back. I know Donovan Mitchell is back, so that's going to help them. But I don't know if they're going to catch them because the Grizzlies
2: have a pretty easy schedule going mm-hmm. for the rest of the way. I think the Mavs fall from that five.
0: They could, yeah, without Porzingis, that's a possibility. I don't know, because uh, you know the way that Jokic has been playing too. He's been playing great. Uh, so if if the if the season ended today, which of course I no somebody told me they were like. The season ended today, you don't need to say that because the season never ends today (laughs) until the season ends. And I was like, yeah, you're right, whatever. But if the season ended today, Memphis and Denver would be a first-round series. That would be kind of interesting. And uh, Dallas and Utah, which I would take Dallas in that series, even without Chris Stapps. So it's going to be interesting uh, going forward. I'm really excited for the rest of the season. But the question I did kind of want to close and ask you guys is, now that Harden has left the Nets, do you think this is the most balanced the NBA has been since LeBron went to Miami?
2: Ooh, that's uh, a good question. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know because we didn't really see the Nets big three play together. Like, what was it, 16 games or something? Yeah, but it's like... So I don't even think we got to experience that. That's true. So I don't know if you could say that it was diff- that it was that of LeBron's caliber when he was with you know the big three because I don't yeah, think it yeah. came close to reaching they, that. you see what I'm saying
0: well what what, what I want to what I really meant to say is right that was when kind of people are like super teams are yeah. like a real thing and then you go into that and then it was like after he went to the Cavs mm-hmm. it was Cavs Warriors every year yeah. and then the Warriors got KD and it was like oh my gosh yeah and then even like going to last year was like everybody was like okay LeBron and AD on the Lakers was the big thing so it's like everybody it seems like there's like a front runner every year and now it's like this year it's like okay yeah you have Phoenix and Milwaukee but there's no team that has like Three superstars anymore. To where it's like
2: it's almost a guarantee they're going to the finals. I see yeah, what you're saying. yeah, like like yeah, because it's not a guarantee any team is going to. The finals. And
0: then I mean, obviously last year, you know, nobody was really saying it was going to be Bucks and Suns, but there's like injuries and stuff, and that's what everybody says. It's like oh, it was the injury year. Oh, the Nets beat the Bucks if they're fully healthy. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, and I think they probably win the championship if they're fully healthy. So I, that's why I think is I kind of see it as ending not ending of the super team era cuz you know there's still going to be super teams but it's like we're like when i'm looking at it i'm like there's like seven eight teams like i've never been able to look at like seven or eight teams and been yeah. like they could win it all like Miami could win it all Milwaukee could win it all Philly uh Brooklyn i mean even like Atlanta if they yeah. get soup like i don't know uh Dude, like cleveland is in there like i, I don't know if they're going to, but these are yeah. all teams that are like i don't know and then if you're in the west it's like phoenix golden state i mean utah memphis dallas are like definitely in a different tier than the top two i yeah. feel like uh it's really more like phoenix golden state than it's like memphis utah dallas are like right in there yeah. but I think those are the five teams in the West that are going to be interested, and then you have like the Lakers at nine. Like nobody was expecting them to be that bad. So I I don't know. It's it is definitely going to be interesting to see how it shakes out for the rest of the. We season. We didn't talk
2: about Russ and that whole situation with the Lakers, but I, yeah, I, I'm not big on LA. I think they're not going to go far at all. No, <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if they dude.
1: if they don't fall out all the way. Um, which I mean, I don't think LeBron will let that happen. But I mean, it just looks hideous,
2: right? They now. lost to the Blazers. He was just so disappointed walking off the court. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: it was it was bad. And they let Anthony Simons act like he was like Steph Curry in that game. It was yeah. insane. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what the Lakers can even. They can't even do anything now because they didn't even make any trades at the deadline. Uh, I think the Rockets. The Rockets offered John Wall. Because you know, he's sitting on the bench. They offered John Wall for Russell Westbrook in a first round pick, and the Lakers were like, We're not doing that. That's <laughs> so
1: that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake.
0: Yeah, I they really, dude, they really want that 2027 first round pick. That they're they got an eighth grader in mind already, I guess. You know? <laughs> they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they must have they Ready must the be- scout. <laughs> <laughs> they they got an eighth grader in mind already. They're like, Oh, I know it's probably like Bryce James. Yeah. <laughs> well- <laughs> that's pretty funny
2: they're preparing for brawny to play with his dad okay but thank y'all for
0: listening uh to another great episode for grant and jack i'm bryson uh thank y'all for listening to the fast break podcast we'll see you on the next one